Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's David Smith. Welcome to another edition of Illinois Family Spotlight. I am your host, David Smith, Executive Director of Illinois Family Institute, Illinois Family Action, and Monty Larrick, my co-host, is away on special assignment getting ready for a Speak Out Illinois conference coming up at the end of February. Today co-hosting this podcast with me is none other than Pastor Caesar LaFleur. And it's my birthday. And it's his birthday. Yes, he's 39 again. 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 Praise again, the again, Lord. Again. And our special guest in studio is Juan Elias Riesco. Did I say that right, Juan? Close enough. Close enough. He is um, a Chicagoan who has uh, got a phenomenal testimony. Yes. Uh, God has used him in amazing ways, and now he's going to be starting a new ministry in the city of Chicago, a vital ministry, may I say. But before we get to what he's doing today, we want to revisit his testimony and share with that. Juan, thank you for being with us, and tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's an honor to be here with you guys, Pastor Caesar, Brother Dave, um, and uh, a little bit about my story is I, the way I like to say it is I was once a sinner, and now I'm a saint. <laughs> but I could put some meat on those bones. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, the way that the way I was a sinner, basically, um, like many people in Chicago, grew up in the streets, uh, grew up getting arrested, uh, was infatuated with crime life, uh, okay. doing graffiti, shoplifting on Michigan Avenue. Uh, breaking into houses if I could, you, when someone would leave a car door open, yep. just uh, sh- typical street kid stuff, um, was arrested many times. And by the time I was in high school, really realized that um, crime didn't infatuate me enough. It wouldn't give me enough of a high. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of when I um, started uh, leaning towards the homosexual lifestyle, uh, just because I think sex was the obvious next step after criminality. And I uh, thought it could give me, uh, you know, more fulfillment. So I searched for identity and purpose and meaning in sexuality um, post, uh, you know, a, a life of crime. And um, uh, similarly, ended up in the same ditch, you know, um, moved to San Francisco to explore my sexuality. Um, you know, had STD scares, thought I had HIV at one point. Um, ended up moving back to Chicago uh, because really just reached a dead end in San Francisco. Wasn't going anywhere. I was supposed to go there for schools, where I told my parents, and ended up leaving that really quickly. Um, and my parents said, "Why don't you come work in the family business?" Uh, at that point, my father was a Muslim, uh, my mother was New Age, and my brother was a gangbanger in Chicago, a Latin king. And um, at, at that point, he had been getting ministered to by a friend that he went to high school with. Um, Your brother. My brother. His name was Edilberto Govea. Was a uh, 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 easy for you to say. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, a uh, classmate in high school, and he had preached to my older brother and. Um, shortly after moving home, my brother had gotten radically saved. This is around uh, 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother had gotten radically saved, uh, set on fire for the Lord and the gospel, and he preached to me. And so the Lord used my promiscuity to, to lead me to a dead end, which drew me back home to Chicago, where I was later preached to by my older brother. And soon this homosexual, drug-addicted uh, thief, you know, rested five times in the streets of Chicago, exploring the world, looking for myself, was now serving the Lord Jesus through wow. the simple gospel. Wow. The power wow. of the simple gospel. That is amazing. Yeah, oh, glory to God. Right. You, you know, I often tell people I enjoy hearing testimonies like yours when people were so 
far lost. That's right. They were so down. Yeah. You know, they were passionate in their pursuit of That's sin. Right. Yes. But God got a hold of them. Yes. And look how he turns that passion now yeah. for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. People like you make the best witnesses mm. because you know how much God has forgiven you. Yes. You know where he's brought you from. Boy, you can tell somebody out there. That's right. Brother, you are not, you're not lost. You yeah. just misplaced. Yeah, yeah. God can save you. Yeah, amen. Yeah. I think about the scripture, Pastor Caesar, that says, uh, he who's been forgiven for much will love me much. Oh, right. You Man, know, so, so you're, true. you're totally right. God loves the street people. He loves the, the, the honestly, the down and out, the downtrodden. And I, I also think about the scripture where Jesus is looking at the Pharisees and he says, like, basically, you foolish Pharisees, prostitutes and tax collectors are getting into the kingdom of God before you. Mm -hmm. You know, wow. it's, it's totally true. So how many years ago was that? Uh, by God's grace, I'm, this September will be my 10th uh, year serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, you're, you're ten, 10 years year, uh, born uh, again yeah. birthday. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Now, there's been a lot of ups and downs. Honestly, after giving my life to the Lord, my first two years of salvation, I was arrested two times, uh, went back into homosexual the homosexual lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that was mainly because I didn't want to give up my life. I didn't want to give up my friends. Right. I didn't want to give up my influence. I didn't want. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to lay down my life. And and in result, I ended up beginning to lose my life mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. You know, but right. but now pornography free by God's grace Amen. for over seven years. Wow. You know, homosexuality free by God's grace for over right. seven years. Married to a woman with three kids now. You right. know, Woo! all by the grace of God. So <laughs> and, and you know that pornography is a huge challenge. Oh, huge thing. And it's always great when you hear some man who will say, "Listen, you know, I have that as an issue. Yeah. God has delivered me from That's that." That's right. But then also, I was thinking about Donnie McClurkin who has a similar testimony of homosexuality and being mm. away. But he wrote a song, We Fall Down, mm. But We Get Up, for a saint is just a sinner. Who fell down? Come on, but got back up. That's right. And yeah. all of us have, you know, have stumbled, and all of us have failed. But yeah. that's why the grace is so important. Yeah. yeah. That's why forgiveness is so important. Yeah. yeah. And because God has given you that experience, yeah. And now that becomes a, a tool in your tool shed yeah. to be able to share with others. Well, yeah. That's the reason right. the Apostle Paul says, "I die daily." Every day. Every day, we gotta slay the flesh, man. Yeah. Slay Every day. It. Slay it. Yeah. So uh, that's that's important. You know, I know we're listening to your testimony, but I can just drop this in real quick. There was a, a time a couple of years ago, back in 2009, 10, and 11, where I went through a very, very rough period. I was on staff as the pastor of the church. Uh, my wife and I hit very, very tough times because of some things that happened. Uh, our marriage was falling apart. It's so much so that I actually stepped down and resigned. Uh, we did lose our marriage. I lost my home. I lost a lot of things. And I found myself one day sitting in a two-bedroom walk-up apartment, and I was just really in a hole. And I'm questioning God. I'm challenging God, saying, God, why did you allow this to happen to me? This is what I told God. I'm one of the good ones. Why did you let this happen to me when I'm trying to serve you? And I tell people, God spoke to me. as like, you right there. He said, Caesar, you're not good. You're not good. And it's almost like God turned on in my own mind mm. a movie screen yeah. and just starts showing me, you know, the, 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 the problems and the, and the holes and, and the spots in my life. Yeah. Which is why I recognize so much the need to be humble. Yeah. Yes. To be humble. That's why that's a, the first condition in Second Chronicles 714. 
that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Humbling themselves is the most important thing, Amen. but most of the time it's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. And then to see you at this position now, where you're so obviously humbled mm. by God, the testimony that you shared, oh, oh my God. And it's so obvious you have humbled you to such an extent. Dude, you've been crying in here for 20 minutes. So. <laughs> I can't stop, bro. Yeah, I, I appreciate, but I would appreciate it, man. Yeah, amen. So, Sorry, amen. I'll slow down. It's all right. Yeah. So, so anything that's good in us is from him. That's right. It's not from our flesh. Mm -hmm. It's from the Holy Spirit. Right. So praise God that, uh, Juan, you're full with the Holy Spirit. All right, so Juan, uh, fast forward and tell me, yes. when did you and your wife, Yolanda, get married? Yes, praise the Lord. My wife and I have been married now for five years. We got married November 15th of 2017. 2017? Yes. And uh, you've got some children? Correct, yes. Yeah. So by by the graciousness of our Lord, we have a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-month-year-old. Wow, that's uh, a lot of work right <laughs> yes. now, That's uh, but it's a lot of fun, isn't it? It is. You know, I've got an adult child, and I keep asking the Lord, I said, wait a minute, didn't I ask for kids, not adults? That's I right. Mean, so um, you and your wife started a business in the city of Chicago, right? Yeah, well, so the business was started by my mom and dad. Oh, okay. Yep, the, uh, the restaurant was called Nini's Deli. Nini's um, Deli. My, my mom and dad opened it in 2011. Okay. Um, the two years that uh, I was not involved with it, it was 11 and 12. That's when I was uh, living in San Francisco. Okay. Moved back home in 2013, and that's when they basically said, you can live in our home, because uh, I was down and out, only if you work in the family business. Sure. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. at that point, the business was uh, a no-name, you know, little restaurant, corner store kind of deal. One of those, like, bodegas that sell right. sandwiches. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, by God's grace, I get saved uh, September of 2013. And I really sensed the Lord lead me to continue to work in the family business. Um, I really felt the Lord uh, just, there's a scripture that says when a man gets gives his life to the Lord, that he doesn't need to change positioning that he can stay exactly where he is. So I really felt that for my life. I'm just going to stay where God has me. Um, I, I was kind of in school, but left school. And then I just focused on the business. So by God's grace, I, after getting saved, I focused on the Lord, putting him first, seeking first his kingdom, and then working in the business. And then shortly after, um, 2013, I took over. By 2018, 2019, and 2020, our business had received the number, the rating of the number one rated restaurant in the city of Chicago wow. on all of Yelp. So, wow. the, you know, the reviewing platform. So my business was rated number one three years in a row. Um, similarly, um, I also have, by God's grace, was uh, had the opportunity to partner with Nike. I've designed two of my own Nike shoes. No yes, kidding. Sir. Uh, one of my shoes that I designed came out on the Nike app. Um, I was in dialogue with Adidas about designing a Derrick Rose collection that was going to release globally, starting in China and then coming to the States. Wow. Um, and um, I also have, you know, by God's grace was, because of the success of my business through the grace of God, had the honor of, you know, leading keynote presentations at the Apple Store on Michigan Avenue. I've been asked to do TED Talks and things like this. And so it was all because of the, the success that the Lord gave me from the business. Sure. Yeah, but things kind of came, as you may or may not know, to, to a climax in 2020. Right, so right. We, that, that's where I met the game to know about you. Yeah, what yeah. Happened to you. And so we, I'd like to be able to explore that because yeah. you, you all became famous for another reason. That's right, yes. So explain what happened. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Because of all the you know success with Nike, Adidas, I mean, I was on national TV, local TV, the newspapers plenty of times, and, and all these things, um, people kind of just presumed that I was uh, – I would say a liberal. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, most people never really ask me my religious affiliations, although I would uh, oftentimes tell people we're only successful because of the grace of God. And I had made disciples in that process of the, the becoming a successful business. People would come to my business, young men. I would preach the gospel to them. They started coming to church. One of the young men who I met in that 10-year process of having the business is now uh, – was also a homosexual for a period of time, is now married to a young lady at our church, has children with her, and is a disciple that I'm 
currently still mentoring in, in his life and he's serving Lord faithfully. So I was serving God in that process fully by, by his grace. Um, but people just assumed that I was kind of one of those wishy-washy guys that was like, oh, God just loves everything and everybody. And, <laughs> and when it really came down to it in 2020, when people started to ask me, you know, because of our success, they just assumed I would go along with the crowd, mm -hmm. you know. And I really saw that as a, a fork in the road for my, my spiritual journey that God really was allowing me to make a decision. Right. You know, son, are you going to choose uh, to follow me on the narrow or are you going to go in this, with the spirit of this age? And it was a certain kind of crowd that he used to test that. Right? That's exactly right. right. So the so the BLM activists basically started attacking my social media, and they started asking me, like, how come your business hasn't made any stances on what happened to George Floyd? This was June 5th or 6th, I think a day or so, after um, Derek Chauvin had his knee on uh, George Floyd's neck for far too long. And he... People were, you know, hundreds, actually hundreds of comments on my social media pages. How come you haven't made a statement? How come you haven't made a statement? So they targeted you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I saw the tide kind of turning on Twitter because I started getting a bunch of messages like, Wani this, Wani this, Nini's this, Nini's that. And I started seeing it. And I was like, huh, these people are, you know, I'm like, of course I stand against police brutality. I'm a Christian. You know, like it didn't even make sense to me. I didn't even understand it at the point because it was so new, mm -hmm. you know. So long story short, I make a statement on social media saying, as a Christian, I of course stand against police brutality, but I also stand against all brutality that happens uh, to all people because I believe every injustice is, you know, God is uh, offended by that. The nerve of you. Right, exactly. E every life matters. Correct. So I made, I made an every life matters type of statement um, and also actually saying that, Look, if George Floyd is wrongly murdered and that goes into court and it's proven, like, bro, I stand on the side of the law. Right. Like, I don't want somebody to be murdered ever. Right. Right. And then, of course, that led to, well, because you guys are calling me out on this, well, now I'm going to tell you, too, because now you have this new spotlight that, you know, I also stand against the murder that happens in the wombs of American <laughs> moms. Oh, now you did it there. Mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went all the way. And so I started telling them, uh, started sharing with them. And this was all on social media. And so within moments moments. I received thousands of death threats, thousands, what? text messages, emails, phone calls, negative reviews on Yelp. All of my accounts started to get flooded within moments. And uh, shortly after that, uh, the Black Lives Matter protesters came out to my business the next day by the hundreds. And the next day after that, by the thousands. By the thousands. That's what I saw. It was thousands, thousands. of people out there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then they threw feces at your building. That's correct. And so eggs and so my building, my building has had, uh, so they attempted to burn down my building. Uh, however, th we had tenants in the building who were actually friends with them. So they wouldn't burn down my building because my tenants were friends with them. So I, I really think God used that for, mm -hmm. for our protection. Um, but we did have to flee Chicago. Uh, my older brother lost his job. My sister-in-law lost their job. My older brother worked for the state of Illinois, and BLM called the state and got him removed within moments. You're kidding. Oh no, sir. No, sir. Oh my. Um, my they publicly put out my you know my family's address, my phone card, my my uh, license plate, my phone numbers. I've changed my num phone number two or three times. Um, my bank accounts were hacked in moments. My websites, you know, my for my restaurant was hacked in moments. Um, you know, almost everything that I had that I thought was private was compromised really in seconds. Now, mind you, these are the people who are supposed to be against fascism, right. the people who are supposed to be for inclusion, intolerance, intolerance yeah. and all of that. And here I am, a child of two immigrant parents. Mm -hmm. My grandfather was a, was a slave to the Communist Party in Cuba for five years as a literal slave. 
my, my, my mother's family immigrated to America from Mexico, and I was a homosexual for a part of my life. So I'm supposed to be like everything <laughs> these you, you people. You check a few boxes, yes, You know bro. what I'm saying? You're all of them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And here I was telling them, hey, man, God created all people in his image, and all injustice is wicked. And, of course, I believe that black lives matter, but only because they're made in the image of God. Amen. Not because they're made in the image of some Marxist, you know, lesbian woman who starts an organization. That's right. <laughs> So. But, but doesn't to fulfill what Jesus said, they're going to hate you. That's right. Because they hated me. That's right. You know, that's when that yeah. you can really get hated. People will tolerate anything nowadays yeah. except the truth. That's right. So, so there's a documentary out about right. your life. That's where right. can they find, where the listeners can find that? Uh, so there's two places. If uh, It's on YouTube. Uh, it's called Paint the Wall Black. Paint the Wall Black. Mm -hmm. And if you also don't want to support, you know, wicked organization like YouTube, it is on Salem now as well. Oh, it's on Salem. Yeah, that's Salem right. News Radio or Salem Media or something. Correct. Like that. Yeah. So Salem is like the AM560 guys. Yes, uh, right. So they have a, a video streaming platform called Salem Now. It's free. Salem Now. Okay. Yeah, SalemNow.com. It's also on there too. So. Beautiful. So Salem Now. Yep. And paint YouTube. the Wall Black. Yeah. Exactly. Fantastic one. Yeah. Well, Nini's is no longer, though. Correct. So the Lord did, uh, I felt like the Lord moved me back to Chicago. I, so I lived in Texas for a year while we were kind of letting the smoke settle. Yeah. Um, the smoke we're on the, the lamb. Yeah, exactly. Not from the law. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But for the BML. Exactly. exactly. So, Posse. Exactly. So we moved out to Texas for a year. By God's grace, the Lord used that to open, uh, to start a church. You know, you, you actually, I interviewed you on the radio. Yeah. And you were on the lamb. I then. was still rolling. I was still right, running right. away. And you said, I, I can't even tell you where I am. I couldn't, I, yeah. Because I'm like, okay, what part? Oh, I can't tell you. Well, I couldn't because BLM was literally tracking me. They were looking for they you. They were looking for yeah. me, yeah. And they were, they were informing, I believe they were informing people at different places on where I could be because... Somebody had gotten a hold of my iPad, which was tracking my location, which mm -hmm. is how I figured out they were figuring out where I was. So I wonder if they found you if some white kid would have put his knee on a Mexican's neck. Oh, you know, it's probably what would have happened, actually, because the moment we landed in Dallas, Texas, by God's grace, we went straight to the streets and started preaching the gospel. <laughs> and No with, fear. Within, no fear, Juan. By God's grace. Within seconds of being out there. We had people cussing us out that said, we know where you're from. We know you're the guys from Nini's. And I got received direct messages that night on social media that saying, next, next time I see you, I got a pistol for your mouth. Mm. That was the exact words. With wow. it, literally days after it happened, I'm landing in Dallas, Texas. We keep preaching the gospel. And those are the words I heard. Now, mind you, all of this is a white guy. A white guy. you had the temerity to say that God loves all, all people. God loves all people. No one, you know, we don't want to see people get killed by the police, but we also want to see 60 million babies killed in the womb. So that's your opinion. That's what God gives you to say, and they want to kill you for it. And so if that's not demonic, I don't know what is. All right, we're going to take a break here, and we'll, when we come back, we're going to talk about your new chapter and what you're doing for the Lord. But before that, I want to read First Peter chapter 4. It says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you, but rejoice insofar as you share Christ's suffering that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. That's it. Hey, thank you for being a joyful um, servant, bond servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, even despite the trials and being pressed on every side, as, as the Apostle Paul said, too. All right, we'll take a break, and we'll come right back with Juan and talk about uh, his new pro-life work. Yes. Christians must champion the sanctity of human life, but it's not easy in abortion destination Illinois. 
for fresh insights on winning the fight for life. Join the Illinois Family Institute Saturday, March 18th at the Village Church of Barrington for IFI's Pro-Life Worldview Conference. To register, click events at IllinoisFamily.org. Nationally acclaimed life leaders Scott Phelps, Dr. John Diggs, and Scott Klusendorf will offer biblical, common-sense perspectives on how to make the protection of life normal again, even in Illinois. We want to bring it back to the question, what is the unborn? Is the unborn one of us? If so, the unborn should not be killed. If you believe that life is sacred and can and must be protected, then please attend the IFI Worldview Conference. To register, click events at IllinoisFamily.org, IllinoisFamily.org. With a one-minute look at culture from a Christian worldview, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Years after the dawn of the Me Too movement, Hollywood's reckoning with its embrace of bad ideas about sex continues. Recently, two actors, now senior citizens, who starred in a 1968 adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, are suing Paramount Studios. They were allegedly pressured to appear nude in the film while still teenagers. The situation highlights why consent alone can never ground sexual morality. How can two teenagers under immense pressure from a Hollywood director freely consent? And even more than that, this all points to a reality. Our bodies are sacred. And the vision of humanity sold in the sexual revolution, bodies are just tools, playthings, and we can do whatever we want with them without moral, emotional, and spiritual consequences. But as the victims of that lie continue to add up, Christians have a better vision to offer. Our bodies matter because we matter. And that's because no matter who we portray on screen, we are always imaging God himself. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. All right, welcome back to Illinois Family Spotlight. I am here with Juan Ilese Riesco. I'm going to say it's getting better every time. <laughs> Um, Juan, see your name fully for us. Juan Elias Riesco. Oh, so easy for you to that say. That doesn't sound like what you say. No, I didn't. <laughs> can we hey, dub, can we God loves it. every nation, tribe, and tongue. Yeah. Hey, man, right. hey, man I, you know, I, I'm like Mayor Daly. I'm flexible. I can put either foot in my mouth. You know? right. <laughs> uh, I'm stuck on phonics here. But listen, Juan, you've got a fantastic testimony. Amen. God has radically saved you, and he is using you for amazing purposes and uh, when you connect it with me on uh, Facebook Messenger to yeah, say, yeah. hey, Dave, let's talk about some new pro-life work I'm yeah. doing. I said, whoa, whoa, all right. I was thinking you were going to do it in addition to the work um, at the deli. But uh, you're saying the deli's closed down. This yeah. is going to be your full-time thing. Right. And it is pro-life work in Chicago with um, Love Life. Yes. Love Life. And I'm going to let you talk about that. Uh, in a minute, but I have to just say, with the ruling of the U.S. Supreme Court striking down Roe v. Wade, um, Illinois is now poised to be the dumping ground or the Midwest destination point for abortion, because all the states around us are restricting them or outlawing abortion. And so Planned Parenthood and uh, the abortion cheerleaders are working very hard to double, triple the number of abortions in Illinois. And that would include people from outside the state of Illinois and even maybe international immigrants. So uh, this is vital that you're doing this. Um, C Pastor Caesar and I have been talking about this and, and working very hard on the pro-life front as well uh, because um, the need for Christians to step up, yeah. right? In the face of this, we're going to go from 40,000 abortions a year in Illinois 
to easily 80, Absolutely. 120. I mean, I can't think about this. And if we think we're going to escape God's judgment, Christians need to step up and rescue the babies, rescue the women in crisis pregnancies, and give them the gospel message so they can have life and abundant life. Tell us about uh, Love Life and what you're doing in Chicago. Uh, brother, you said something, uh, many things very profound, and I think one of the things is that we oftentimes forget is that the solution for every problem that our society faces is the hope found in the gospel of Jesus Christ and the help that's offered through Christian community or the church. It is the solution. And when, when Christ gave his people the resurrection message in Matthew 28, he could have easily said, go out into the world and help a bunch of people or go out into the world and hand out free backpacks or go out into the world and go to soup kitchens. But he said, go out into the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, not Jesus only, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything that I have taught you and obey my commandments. And so we need to understand that though society may have a new sickness, which some could call abortion, the antidote remains the same. Amen. And it is the gospel of Jesus Christ and that, that the hope that comes with that and the help of the local church. And so by God's grace, my title with this ministry, Love Life Ministries, is the city director for here in Chicago. And, and what we hope to do is to do exactly that, bring the hope of the gospel and the help of the local church to abortion clinics and the abortion-minded moms and dads, whether they're pre- or post-abortion. And so we want to activate the local church to go out to the clinics to host what we call prayer walks around the clinics. Because like you mentioned, Brother David, off record, you had said that um, Abby Johnson admitted that 75% of their clients at an abortion clinic turn away when they see a Christian presence. That's right. And so we need to go out there in Jesus' name Amen. and be the uh, change. Uh, um, be the witness. Yes, so these people can turn away. Yes. So we hope our goal in Jesus' name is to host 40 consecutive prayer walks, 40 Saturdays in a row. At the, at the same abortion clinic with the hope of bringing the gospel there so people will turn away and we can disrupt their busiest day out the week and Lord willing see it shut down and crumble in the name of Jesus. Well, you know, that, that's powerful, but there's even something more powerful than just a Christian witness when they show up. It's how the Spirit of God that's, that's right. in us that's exactly comes right. out there and it conditions that area yes. so that m mighty powerful things that we could even imagine that's right. take place there. That's right. Uh, during the 40 Days of Life, I met a young lady who just came out of nowhere to, to, out, to be out there with us. And I talked with her and got her story. When she was 15 years old, she became pregnant. She decided she wanted to get an abortion. She had to scrape the money together. And, uh, and so she went to get the consultation. Her time was set. She had scraped her money together. But when she had gone in, she said the, the spirit of the Lord, as she walked up to her, there was spirits that said, don't do this. Mm. And she got to the place where she didn't want to do it. Mm. And so as she was in the room, she's sitting on the table and she's saying, Lord, I don't want to do this. Mm. I don't want to do this. But she's too far gone. She's giving them the money and she's on the table. And she said the door opened and a, a nurse walked in and says, we have to give you your money and let you go because you're not pregnant. And so she's looking and said, what? Yeah. <laughs> she knew she was three, three months pregnant, you know, about three months. She said, you're not pregnant. We've got to give you your money back. She got her money back. She left. And in six months, she had a baby girl. <laughs> And I believe that was nothing less than the presence God of the Holy Spirit. God hid the baby in plain sight. You know, I told her, I said, God, he had your baby for him. 
God protected your baby. Mm -hmm. And it was the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. that was around that area from mm -hmm. the saints praying mm -hmm. that as you walked up there, that spirit spoke mm -hmm. to you and said, this is not what you want to do. That's exactly And then God said, okay, once you connected and said, I agree with you, Holy Spirit, God said, the rest is up to me. Come on. Watch this. Well, like we've said in Wisconsin, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, watch what I'm doing right here. Mm, and so amen. that's a powerful Ooh. testimony of why that's so important, what it is to what you guys are doing. Mm. Mm. All right. So, Juan, what are, yes. you, what are you doing um, with this? the four points on the back of yeah, your brochure? Absolutely. Tell, tell us a little more about absolutely. that. Absolutely. So my, my job or my heart here in Chicago is to approach uh, pastors, ministry leaders, and business owners and present to them what we call an adoption week. Mm -hmm. So at Love Life, our method is to hear, pray, go, and connect. So we want people to first, from the pulpit or the leader of the ministry or business, to preach on life. Share with your congregation, share with your employees life, the message that Christ came to bring life and life in abundance, the Bible Amen. says. Amen. And so that is here. We want people to hear the truth of abortion, the atrocities of it, and the solution to it, which is the gospel in the, in the church. And then we want people to pray in Jesus' name. So we want people to after you've heard the truth about God, about life, to now pray about the ending of abortion and, and bringing the hope of the gospel to these abortion-minded people. That's right. And that's on Wednesday. So the first day you, the beginning of the week, you hear the truth. On Wednesday, we our heart is for the, the church or business to pray and fast on it. And then Saturday, we want to invite people, those same people who just prayed, who just fasted, who just heard the truth, to come out and do the prayer walk around the clinic. And then we want to also connect them. Hear, pray, go, and connect. So what that means is we want to, by God's grace, train up any business leaders or ministers or pastors to learn how to be sidewalk counselors, to learn how to share the gospel to these mothers, to learn how to do pre- or post-abortive care Bible studies, and how to disciple these families. And so we believe if, if a pastor um, does that whole four steps or a ministry leader, that that's what we call an adoption week. And the heart, like I said, is to have 40 people adopt weeks, and then at the end, all 40 people, by God's grace, will do the prayer march together yes, yes. as one in That'd Jesus' name. Wow, powerful. that will be powerful. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, so 40 individuals, and th or 39 individuals, and then at the end, all of us together. Right. Wow, yeah. wow. I, I need to be part of this. So. Yeah, yeah, bro, absolutely. we got to get you guys a week. <laughs> yeah, right. we, need, we need IFI to have a week. Absolutely. And, and, and we also need to talk about you being a part of Chicago Alliance would for Life. love to, bro. Because it fits right in with to. what it is that, that we're attempting to do. And we definitely need that passion but also we need representation from your community. Amen, bro. Because I think a lot of times when we talk about abortion, we talk about how it affects the black community. Sure, sure. You know, who's there, black community, but the, the brown community, Hispanic sure. community yeah, yeah. as well. And so having partners like you who God's using to raise up a strategic vision on how to get yeah. this done yeah. is a wonderful testimony. Oh, so man. yeah, we, we got to connect. So how do we connect yeah. to you and your organization? Where do people find you? Absolutely. So lovelife.org. Um, you can Love find lovelife.org. That's correct. pretty simple. Yeah, pretty simple, right? Yeah, you can connect and uh, learn more about the ministry. Um, specifically, if you wanted to get in contact with me for anything happening here in Chicago, if you're a ministry leader or pastor and you want to adopt a week or learn more about what that looks like, you can shoot me a message, Juan at lovelife.org. Uh, Brother David, earlier you said, how do I spell Juan? W-O-N-G. It's J-U-A-N at lovelife.org. Should I spell oh, love life also? All my, all my years of Spanish, I tell yeah. you, in high school, I, I should have known that. Anyway, yeah. So it's J-U-A-N yes. at lovelife.org. I'm so embarrassed. By I know. You right I, I, I told you I was stuck on phonics. 
So yeah, bro. And uh, Lord willing, uh, February 11th is going to be our first prayer walk. Wow. Uh, the adopt okay. the church that adopted the week is by God's grace my own church, which is Metro Praise International. We've taken on the first week. Um, okay. I have probably around anywhere from. Uh, five to ten pastors that are interested uh, only one other one by god's grace has already committed to a week they're coming out later in june but man honestly the hope would be that lord willing this message can go forth Amen. through your channels and that pastors would be spurred on to be like hey I believe in life. I want to stand for life. But oftentimes pastors and ministry leaders don't know exactly what to do. They don't want to be activists. They want to just be biblical. And this is a nice biblical way yeah, for right. pastors and churches to kind of adopt almost this pro-life ministry. Mm -hmm. And we give it to them in a box. Like, this is everything you could do, you know? Absolutely. And it helps yeah. them be able to, like, turn key on a ministry and say, okay, I could do that. Absolutely. You know? So we got to pray and act, yeah. right? We Amen. can't just pray and say, okay, God, you turn off the light switch here. Yeah. No, no, you, we've got to act too. That's right. And so if there's any pastors listening to this podcast, church leaders, please consider um, doing this with Juan, partnering with Juan on this 40 uh, weeks and 40 days, adopt a, um, a week where That's you right. can do this on a Saturday. Um, but Juan, I want to ask you sure. to speak directly to yeah. the lay people listening to this, yeah. the, um, the Christians, because you know what? Our churches are filled yeah. with pro-life Christians yeah, yeah. who aren't really active in the pro-life community yet. Mm. Can you tell them why they should? Absolutely. So I, I like to I like to refer back to Psalm 8110, where the psalmist says, Lord, open my mouth yeah. and give me the words to speak. You see, I believe every born-again Christian who has a mouth is called to proclaim the truth of God into the darkness. Amen. And I believe that is a calling for every single person who has accept, repented for their sins and put their faith in Christ. It's not solely for the pastor, solely for the business owner, but for every person who loves Jesus should be committed to his work. Well, we're supposed to be like Jesus, and Jesus came into this world to preach about the truth. That's right. And to bring to the end the works of the devil. That's right. I think that's what we should be doing. Amen. And let, hey, we are called to faithfulness. Let God have the victory. God that's has right. the victory. The, the, the answers to the problem of the world is in the kingdom of God. That's right. And when the church rises up, in faith, that's right. Then change happens. That's right. The civil rights movement rose up from the, the pews of the church. That's right. And then they got, they got results. And, and so, this is another injustice that's the, going on absolutely. here. And it's it's a stink to God. It smells rotten to oh, God. Absolutely. And so um, we need to change that. Now, before we close out this podcast, there's other. I hope you're kind of motivated to get involved with the pro-life communities with love life for example, in Juan, but we also have Speak Out Illinois coming up on February 25th. Uh, I go to our website, illinoisfamily.org slash events, and you'll see a whole list of different events coming up. But Speak Out Illinois is where 2022 um, pro-life organizations get together and have a conference. This year, it's a luncheon. Join us. It's in Oak Brook Terrace, I believe, this mm -hmm. year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then on March 18th, Illinois Family Institute is having its Worldview Conference, and it is a pro-life emphasis this year. We've got Scott Klusendorf, Dr. Jonathan Diggs, and uh, Scott Phelps coming out to speak. That's going to be in Barrington on March 18th. So you've got lots of things. Go to the events page, illinoisfamily.org slash events. 
Juan, before we leave out again, give us your website and your email one more time and spell it like a good uh, um, Spanish-speaking guy yes, can, can yes. spell it. Yes, absolutely. So uh, uh, if, you, if you'd like to get in contact with me, I, I would love to, to connect with any person listening to this. Um, even if you uh, want to volunteer in the ministry, uh, if you're a born-again Christian, everybody who is a born-again Christian is welcome to volunteer. Um, if you want to learn more, if you're a pastor or business leader, please message me. And my email is Juan, J-U-A-N at lovelife.org and our website is lovelife.org as well you need any finances by the grace of god bro we are hoping and believing that the lord would provide for us okay in that so realm. yes you've got volunteer need you've yes. got financial needs correct yes what else yeah, yeah i would say those are the two those the are the two, two big things. ones so we're looking to uh, f- satisfy my salary yes uh, so i could be you know committed to this full time yep exactly also our our goal is to be able to hire a sidewalk director and, uh, and uh, like more like an admin person for me okay. uh, because a lot of our work is going to be in the streets, which is the oftentimes the last times these mothers will ever hear the truth before wow. they go in to murder their children. Yes. So we want to have people there at all times. And so we're looking to hire a full-time person for that as well. And prayer covering. Of course, prayer, absolutely, prayer yes. yes. And before we go, if I could just bring absolutely. a Good Soul, Good Seed Foundation. Yes. God has given us to start a grant foundation good soil good seed where we can raise a million dollars a year to be able to help get children out of these government schools into home schools and private schools wow. and get churches to start schools wow. www.gsgsfoundation.com gsgsfoundation.com and you can find out all the information you would need to know. And I think we're starting to call it lovingly GS2? We had GS2 yeah. yeah. Well, the good sower good seed comes from the parable of the sower that Jesus talked about and we looked at our children as being the good seed that God provides for us. It needs to go into good ground. We cannot keep putting it in this ground that's killing it and destroying it. it, Corrupting it. Yeah, we want good soil for the good seed. I love how uh, Vody Bakum said it. He said um, yeah, we cannot keep sending our kids to the Roman schools and wonder why they come back Romans. Right, can't keep sending yeah. our kids to Caesar That's and then wonder for the But not this Caesar. I say that different presentation. That's yes. right. Not this Caesar. That's it's an important project. So yes, um, thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayer covering. Thank you for your words of encouragement. Until next time, I'm Dave Smith on behalf of Pastor Caesar Lafleur and Juan with LoveLife.org. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.